0: A radio show that confesses Christ. Without
1: confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously. Without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to... Table Talk Radio. When
0: we look at ourselves and the situation of the world, uh, God is certainly there, but He's hidden there. He's not seen there. He's not. He, he hasn't put Himself there to be found. Where He puts Himself to be found is on the cross. That's where we know that he loves us. So we can just as well undo God's love for us as we can go back in time and pry the nails out of Jesus' hands.
2: We can just proclaim God's word, trust it will do what it says it will do, and no longer be, be judging the effectiveness of the, of the preached word by human standards of measurement, by by the number of people that are there, but, but rather to just do what God told us to do to preach the word and administer the sacraments.
0: Ch- Charles Finney could have possibly had the ugliest face of any theologian. <laughs> <laughs> Except
2: for Brian Wolfmeyer. <laughs> 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 Welcome to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Are you groaning? I'm
0: insulted. I'm insulted every time I hear that. (laughs) Hey, oh, that that reminds me, though, of the points joke that I just uh, saw on our Facebook page on Table Talk Radio, where the points are like wearing an ugly mask to the Table Talk Radio Halloween
1: party. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which which we have every year, right?
2: (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, today's Table Talk Radio has a special guest. It is Vicar J. Hobson of Trinity Lutheran Church in St. Joseph, Michigan. Welcome, J. Hobson, to Table Talk Radio.
3: Thank you. Glad to be here.
2: All right. Well, for today's lineup, we're going to play the Book of Concord B, Vicar yeah. versus
3: Pastor. <laughs> ah,
2: yeah! And uh, so uh, our guest, J. Hobson, could actually walk away with points uh, at the end of the show. So, uh, And then we're going to play Don't Forget the Stanzas to Your Hymns. Now, if there's any time left over, the, the leftovers for Table Talk Radio uh, is... Uh, the predictable pastor or the predictable vicar uh, we haven't we, I think we played that once and uh, and uh, we haven 't played it again, so i don 't know i don 't know why i, I was i can 't remember I was emailing it 's unpredictable I, I was emailing though my uh, my home pastor because i 'm going to be visiting there in a few weeks, and uh, he said that the people in his church are telling him that he 's a predictable pastor and that that 's a good thing so <laughs> oh nice yeah,
0: we always know we 're going to get a little law from you we 're never quite sure about the gospel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. No, I don't think that's it. Okay, let's start out with doing some buzzwords. The buzzword I have for you, uh, so give you a little bit more time to find one, Pastor. The buzzword I have for I you, got it. I got it. Don't worry. Is hamartiology, uh, which in systematic theology refers to the doctrine of, of sin. Uh, so, hamartiology.
0: Why, why is why is the doctrine of sin called hamartiology? Oh, because of the Greek word for sin, which is Jay? Armartion.
2: All right, (laughs) (laughs) Armartion.
0: Nice. Oh, it's a good thing to have a vicar along for the ride. I have a a buzzword for you too, uh, and that is the word saint. So you have the sinner, and I got the saint. Uh, And um, uh, this, uh, we had it last show. We had the buzzword uh, sanctification, but saint simply means holy one um and 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 but maybe the most interesting thing to say about it is there's two ways uh, generally, that people think about holiness, there is the holiness of the law, which is what most people think about when uh, for example, oh, they're a saint, they're holier than thou, etc well, that's the holiness of the law, holiness by works but when it when the Bible comes to talk about being a saint, it's talking about the forgiveness of sins we are we are We are holy, not because of what we do, but because of what Jesus did on the cross, so that everyone who is baptized is a saint, right,
2: okay, good. Well, are you ready to play some Book of Concord B? Oh
0: man, I was born ready for this game. <laughs> well,
2: we'll send it to the vicar first for the first entry. Uh, so, vicar J. Hobson, your entry for Book of Concord B is this: We pray in this petition that our Father in Heaven would not look upon oh, our sins brother. or deny oh. Oh, our petitions oh. on account of them. We are neither oh. we are not worthy of the things for which we pray. I see how neither this have game we deserved goes. them. But we pray that he would oh, grant Lord. them all to us by grace. For we daily sin much and indeed deserve nothing but punishment. So we, so, we will, so will we truly, on our part, also heartily forgive and really do good to those who sin against us? Do you have any idea what uh, document in the Book of Conqueror that could be? Um, small catechism. The small catechism it is. Uh, do you want to talk? Hey, l- you
0: know what we should do, Evan? Before we uh, before we get too far into this game, we should actually explain what the Book of Concord is. If there's a listener or two out there that doesn't know, well, if there's a listener or two, we should tell them
2: uh, what it is. it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. So, did you want to do that then? No, no. You go ahead. Okay. Well, the Book of Concord is the collection of documents uh, that uh, are the confession of the Lutheran Church. So, if you, and th- this is the wonderful thing that the Lutheran Church has a book in which it says what you believe. So now if you, uh, you ask the question, what is a Lutheran? The question isn't uh, what, what is the church name that you go to so I'm a member of, of so-and-so Lutheran Church. That's not what a Lutheran is. A Lutheran is someone who believes what the Book of Concord uh, uh, says, the, what, the, what the confessions of the church say. So now if, if your confession is that of the, of the Book of Concord, uh, then you are then a Lutheran. And I think that's a good way to define it because there are so many people who are now uh call themselves Lutherans, but they don't teach what the what the book says, and so they themselves are departing from what a
0: Lutheran is. Yeah, and there's ten documents in this book. They were all collected in fifteen eighty, but they come from the century. So the first three you have the Creeds, uh the Apostles' Creed the Nicene Creed and the Athanasian Creed, and then you have uh, the Augsburg Confession, the Apology of the Augsburg Confession, the two catechisms, large and small, small called articles, and, and then the of Concord, both the abbreviated version and the full version. So you have ten documents in this thing, uh, which, which are simply teaching, uh, reflecting the teaching of the scriptures to, in, in response to the various church conflicts. And so the way this game works, then, is, is Evan reads a section from one of these books, and we have to guess uh, which section of the Book of Concord, what little document in the book it comes from. And uh, the vicar has guessed that this previous r- uh, reading from Evan, uh, which was milk toast, was from the small
3: cat. <laughs> All
2: right, so you have any comments on the fifth petition, Jay?
3: The fifth petition. To, to the Lord's Prayer. Right. Um, yeah, I can say a little bit about that. Um, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. Um, Christ, our, 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 our Lord, came down from heaven and forgave us our sins. And therefore, uh, just as our Lord forgave us, and we're to forgive those who forgave. Uh, just as our Lord forgave us, we're to forgive others.
2: That's right. And so that we actually learn our 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 forgiveness of others from from uh, God who forgives us for the sake of Christ. Very good. Okay, now Pastor, it's time for you. You're going to give uh the Vicar there some points. Oh, Two yeah. points, yeah, three points? You. Uh 200 oh. points for Vicar Hobson.
0: Oh, oh, oh man, I don't know if it's safe to trust Vicars with that many points.
2: <laughs> All right, Pastor. Your entry then is this. <laughs> To preserve this true Christian doctrine about the Holy Supper and to avoid and abolish many idolatrous abuses and perversions of this testament, the following useful rule and standard has been derived from the words of institution. Nothing has the nature of a sacrament apart from the use instituted by Christ or apart from the action divinely instituted. This means if Christ's institution is not kept as he appointed it, then there is no sacrament. This is by no means to be rejected, but can and should be
0: encouraged and maintained with the benefit in God's church. Aha. Okay. Now, the the, the discussion here in this little section is about the Lord's Supper, the sacrament, the sacrament of the altar. And it's saying that, look, you don't do anything apart from the words, the use which Jesus has has given us. So Jesus said when he gave the Lord's Supper, his last will and testament, he said, uh, take and eat. And do this in remembrance of me. So then anything beyond taking and eating and doing in remembrance, then, is uh, is not part of the distribution of the Lord's Supper. So, for example, uh, in the medieval church, they had the Corpus Christi par- uh, 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 parades. So you would take the body and blood of Christ and you'd put it in some sort of canister and you'd lift it up and you'd you'd walk around town with it. Or or they had the practice also of adoration. This is still a common practice in the Roman Catholic Church where you have the... Uh, the uh, body and blood of Christ in the, in the monstrance, in the, in the tabernacle, kept on the altar, and people would come and pray and adore uh, the body and blood of Christ there. Jesus didn't say to do any of that stuff. He said, take and eat, so that, that uh, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Now, this whole, uh, it's marvelous the way, I mean, the, the Lutheran Church, when it comes to the Lord's Supper, just takes the words so simply, this is my body, this is my blood. It doesn't try to do any sort of fancy pants arguing or figuring with it. It just says this, this it is what it is. Um, this uh, So, so now, where do the Lutheran confessions talk about the Lord's Supper? You have an article on it in the Augsburg Confession, also the Apology. Luther talks about it in the Catechisms, in Small Cold, and especially in the Formula of Concord. Uh, so all of them talk about it. But this uh, particularly rings of the language and type of discussion that we have in the Formula of Concord. That'll be my guess, Formula of Concord. That is correct, the formula
1: of Yay! Concord.
2: All right, do you want to try, try and guess more specifically than that with 30 seconds?
0: Uh, sure, I'll guess the uh, solid declaration, Article 7. <laughs> That's true, but I'm only going to give you 200 points.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> All right, well, that uh, brings us to the end of this segment of Table Talker Radio. But don't worry. We get so
0: (laughs) deflated when I get answers right.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's so fun!
2: We're going to continue playing Book of of Concord B on Table Talk Radio right after this break. We want to hear from you. Agree or disagree, call us at 866-851-5523 or questions at tabletalkradio.org. dot org. We'll be right back.
1: Get in line in that processional, step into that small confessional. They're the guy who's got religion, I'll tell you if your sin's original. If it is, try playing it safer, drink the wine and chew the wafer. Two, four, six, eight, time to transubstantiate. So get down upon your knees, fiddle with your rosaries, bow your head with great respect and... Jenny Flag, Jenny Jenny Make a cross on your abdomen. When in Rome, do like a Roman Ave Maria. Gee, it's good to see you. Getting ecstatic and sort of dramatic and doing the Vatican do
2: arrival. Hi, this is Todd Wilkin, host of Issues, etc. When I can't sleep, I listen to Table Talk Radio. At Table Talk Radio, we are playing the Book of Concord B, in which we analyze the Reformation documents of the Lutheran Confessions. The score is 200 to 200, Vicar J. Hobson versus Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. And uh, it's time then for round two with uh, J. Hobson's turn. Are you ready, Jay, for your second entry? I'm ready. All right, here it is. Our churches teach that people cannot be justified before God by their own strength, merits, or works. People are freely justified for Christ's sake through faith when they believe that they are received into favor, that their sins are forgiven for Christ's sake. By his death, Christ made satisfaction for our sins. God counts this faith for righteousness in his
3: sight. Uh, Augsburg Confession, Article
2: 4. All right. Whoa, man, without (laughs) even hesitating. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) <laughs> all right uh, tell us a little bit about uh, this article on justification and, and what it is uh teaching primarily
3: yeah it's the it's, you know the common thing we hear is that it's the article on which the church stands or falls uh, kind of you know the whole you guys talk about it every show it's that Christ uh, atoned for the sins of the whole world and it is his righteousness uh, accounted to us where uh, we are uh, essentially uh, completely sinful in all things. So we are counted righteous on account of what Christ has done for us. Okay, in contrast then to what was being taught at the time, uh, why, did,
2: why did, was that article so foundational for what the Reformers were going through?
3: Yeah, in, in Rome at the time, there was talk you could get to heaven by uh, works, by uh, indulgences, and essentially uh, the things that were not uh it wasn't god's work, it was man's work, and so uh the reformers when they were were thinking about this and then looking at the Word of God, they said, Well, you know it's not what man does, but it's what' it's God has done for man in Jesus Christ that ultimately uh gains him salvation
2: Pretty good, all right that's two hundred points know I know uh, bringing the final nice. score so far to uh four hundred for vicar uh, J Hobson, and now it's time for a pastor's turn of round two of Bible B. Oh, you ready, so Pastor?
0: Ready. Wait, except for we're playing Book of Concord B. Oh yeah. But Whatever. never mind that <laughs> Aside from the
2: <laughs> fact that we're not playing that game, you're ready. <laughs> sorry, ready. sorry. The Book of Concord B. Oh. Uh here it is. You ready? Yeah, Nevertheless, okay. the adversaries admit that satisfactions do not help in the pardon of guilt. They imagine that satisfactions help in delivering one from punishment whether of purgatory of or other punishments. They teach that God pardons guilt in the forgiveness of sins. Yet because divine justice requires sin to be punished, he transfers eternal punishment into temporary punishment. Further, they add that a part of this temporal punishment is pardoned by the power of the keys, but that the rest is delivered
0: by means of satisfaction. Hmm this so okay so this is the lutheran's writing and when they say the opponents who they're talking about is the uh is the pope and the church of rome and 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 here this is a discussion of the of the medieval uh roman system of penance satisfaction etc etc there's one place in the in the book of concord where it says look they don't know what they're talking about uh and neither do we i mean nobody knows what they're talking about when they talk about satisfactions making punishment for guilt etc uh, but it's something like this you you sin and that puts you in some sort of divine Debt. So you got that debt has to be paid somehow. Well, you, to pay the 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 uh, to pay off the divine debt, you gotta get merit somehow. Well, how can you get merit? Well, the Holy Spirit comes through the sacramental life of the church to empower you to do some sort of good work of penance, and then that merits you something to make up for the sin that you've done. This is a complicated system of medieval system of penance, and that's uh, that's what they're talking about there. This comes up in the discussion of repentance in the. Uh, in the, in the uh, Lutheran Confessions and in the Reformation, really, I, I heard someone say that the entire Reformation could be understood as a discussion about what repentance is. And the Lutherans come along and said, look, you don't need this whole big, long, complicated... D-. Repentance is that the, the Holy Spirit comes to us in the law and shows us our sin, and then he comes to us in the gospel and he shows us our forgiveness. That's that's that. Uh, So this discussion of repentance is a long discussion, especially in the first two uh, uniquely Lutheran documents of the Book of Concord, the, uh, the Augsburg Confession and the Apology to the Augsburg Confession. So this, to me, sounds an awful lot like the discussion of repentance in the Apology to the Augsburg Confession, Article 12. You nailed it.
2: To Article twelve of the Apology <laughs> of the Augsburg <laughs> Confession. <laughs> nice.
1: Oh my God!
0: This, uh, dear listener, you are listening to Evan just being constantly deflated. It's like a. It's like watching a, a blimp go down. You know, woof. A little bit of air goes out of it. You got it. Two hundred <laughs> points.
2: I, I'm on your <sighs> side. I'm cheering for you.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> ah.
2: now why why are they saying sorry for their con- for the Augsburg uh, it says apology oh apology. oh the
0: apology uh, <laughs> uh, apology that's a Greek word right Apologio which means to make a defense so the apology of the Augsburg confession is the defense of the uh, Augsburg confession just like when we study apologetics it's the defense of the faith so uh, apology in the ori- in the original sense means defense only lately I don't I don't know what I mean by the word lately maybe the last couple hundred years did apology really take on the the meaning of uh, uh, apologizing? I'm sorry. Uh, so that's the reason. It means something different now than it did then.
2: It's all tied up here. 400 to 400, we're playing the Book of Concord B on Table Talk Radio. Uh, Vicar Jay Hobson versus Pastor Brian Wolfmiller. Jay, are you ready for your final entry of Book of Concord B?
3: I'm ready. Let me have it. All right,
2: here it is. Whoever desires to be saved must, above all, hold the Catholic faith. Whoever does not keep it whole and undefiled will without doubt perish eternally. And the Catholic faith is this, that we worship one God in Trinity, and Trinity in unity, neither confusing the persons nor dividing the substance. For the Father is one person, the Son is another, and the Holy Spirit is another. But the Godhead of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit is one, the glory equal and the majesty co-equal. Or co-eternal, I'm sorry. Hmm. I can keep going. Yeah. Such as the Father is, such as the Son, and such okay. as the Holy okay. Spirit. The Father uncreated, the Son uncreated, the Holy Spirit uncreated. Let me to keep going. No, you're good. Okay. That's what I thought about that. Athanasian Creed. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do you know anything about this creed and and, and what it's talking about?
3: Yeah, it, it it's supposedly uh, attributed to uh, St. Athanasius, though wrongly. Um it was a, tr- a creed of the church that we hold to that does a very good job of ex- uh, explaining the distinctions within the Trinity, but doesn't, but makes it clear that there is uh, only one God. Uh, and it's a creed that we usually say in the Lutheran Church, uh, usually I, for most churches, uh, once a year on Holy Trinity Sunday.
2: All right. Well, this is a free for all. Whoever wants it, either uh, you or Pastor. Uh, a lot of time, people balk at this last line of this of this uh, creed, and it says this: "And those who have done good will enter into eternal life, and those who have done evil into eternal fire." And so many say, "Well, hey, look that that is uh, not salvation by faith alone." So uh, there's the toss. It's like playing five hundred. Who's going to get it? Take it, vicar. Take it.
3: All right, here we go. So it says, "Those who good good." We uh, read that one more time. Yeah. Those yeah. sure. Um, those who have done good will enter the enter into eternal life, and those who have done evil will enter eternal fire. Right. So those who have done good will enter into eternal life, and it's true, it's certainly true. But it's understanding that that which our good works are only good when we are in Christ Jesus. They're only seen as good by the Father when we are in Christ Jesus. If we are outside of Christ Jesus, uh, if we are not do not have faith in Him and uh, uh, do not believe that he has accounted uh, us righteous, then our works are not seen as good in the eyes of the Father. So it doesn't say that they're saved by those works,
2: but that those who are who have faith in Christ are doing good works, and those who do not have faith aren't doing good works. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah. All right. For, I think give... we can understand it something like this is that the world says, it's not fair that God judges you on faith. I mean, the unbelieving world says, that's not fair. I want to be judged on my goodness. The, the world has a sense that judgment should be based on good works. And I think that, uh, that the, uh, the Holy Trinity will say, if this is the judgment you want, then fine. Judgment will be based on good works. It just so happens that apart from faith, you can do nothing good, nothing at all. So that the judgment that the world asks for is the judgment that the world gets. Uh, so that they are then judged guilty, not because they didn't believe, but because they did all sorts of wicked nonsense and sin. Uh, And yet the Christians, because they did believe in Jesus um, and had faith in him, are judged righteous and holy to be in his sight forever.
2: Right. Okay, well, that is the conclusion of this segment. Uh, Pastor, the score is 600 to 400. And we'll get your final chance here uh, right after this break. If you want to play the Book of Concord B with us, give us a call, 866 851 5523, or send me an email, evan at tabletalkradio.org, and you can go up against Pastor Brian Wolfmuller in the Book of Concord B. Again, 866 851 5523. We'll finish us up and play Don't Forget the Stanzas to Your Hymns right after this break on Table Talk Radio.
1: If you want to rock, you rock. If you want to roll, you roll. If you roll with the punches, long as he feels like he's in control. If you want to stay, he stays. If you want to go, he goes. He doesn't care how he gets there, long as he gets somewhere he goes, I no! not know. na 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 Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Table Talk Radio. The games are just an excuse.
2: You yeah. <laughs> should change this into
0: a praise song.
1: <laughs> 600 to 400
2: is the score. Uh, Vicar J. Hobson in the lead on Book of Concord B., and uh, it's time for Pastor's final round uh, here on Table Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning us in. Uh, all right. You ready for your last round, Pastor?
3: Oh, I, I, I'm ready. All right.
2: Here it is. The abs- stop checking my email here and pay attention. Hold on. <laughs> the okay, adversaries accept this on account of the condition that we use canonical ordination. About this subject, <laughs> we, have, uh, <laughs> we have often testified in this assembly that it is our greatest desire to keep church orders in ranks. Even though they have been made by human authority, uh-huh. we know that the Boy. church discipline uh, the, cho- the church discipline in this manner laid down in the ancient canons was set up by the father, the fathers, for a good and useful purpose. but the bishops either urge our priests to reject and condemn the doctrine which we have confessed, or by a new and unheard-of cruelty, they put the poor innocent men to death.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Hmm. So here they're saying, look, you have all these ranks of angels and archangels applied to the pastors, right? That's what the Catholic Church had done. So you have you have priests, bishops, and archbishops, and can, uh, 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 different lawyers, and you finally have the Pope, the head of them all. And so they're saying, look, if you if you are willing to admit that these come by human arrangement, jure humano, human arrangement. Then we'll accept it. But if you go along and saying that this is all by divine ordinance, this, hi- this church hierarchy and church structure, then you're miserable. Uh, because first of all, God didn't do it, and second of all, it just becomes a it just becomes a system of abuse for people. It's terrible. So uh, so they're they're kind of throwing down the gauntlet, and saying, Look, we'll keep your church structure if you will simply acknowledge that it's a human arrangement and Not a divine arrangement what the, the pope wouldn't go for it I mean the the whole the the, the papacy is built on the fact that the pope is uh, is the is a divine institution. Now, where do you find it in the Bible? What is the words of institution for the papacy? You just simply can't find it. It just so happens that the way the Roman Catholic Church does it is they say that every promise God gave to Peter goes then to the Pope, which is strange. you have to say why why is that? I mean why not give every promise that God gave to uh to John, uh, to uh, to all of the nuns or something. I mean, it doesn't. It makes just about as much sense, does it? I mean, the it, it promises were to Peter, not to this mysterious office of the Pope. So, anyways, this is a big this is a big brouhaha in the Reformation, and it comes up a number of times in the Book of Concord. Now, this is kind of tricky. There is article uh, the last article of the Augsburg Confession that must be Article 28 on the power of bishops. That's also in the Apology of the Augsburg Confession. So you could be going for the, and this would be more like the Apology, although in the Augsburg Confession, once you get past Article 16 or whatever, things get really wordy. So this could be either of those, or it could be in this little appendix that uh, Philip Melanchthon wrote uh, to Luther's small-called articles called The Power and Primacy of the Pope. Um, And I'm kind of leaning towards that, even though it would be a tricky thing for you to do uh, to, to take the Apology of the Augsburg Confession again. But I think this question about church structure being b- of human origin versus being of divine origin is really one of the major themes in the power and primacy of the Pope. So that's what I'm going to say, the treatise. I'm sorry, you did not get that one right. So that's a zero in the column for you. This is
2: actually from the Apology.
0: Oh, you did trick me. Ah. I should have known. Now,
2: do you want to guess which article? Twenty-eight. No, this is actually uh, Article 14. and how oh, Article 14 how nice. is, Our churches teach that no one should publicly teach in the church or administer the sacraments without rightly ordered call.
0: Yeah, this is inside baseball now for all you Lutherans. This is a, one of these big things, well, we're though. are playing about... Book of Concord, be isn't already inside baseball? <laughs> this is double inside <laughs> baseball now. <laughs> this. <laughs> That's a good point you make. I don't know we're appealing to all of our evangelical listeners there by playing Book of Concord B. The, the
2: Baptists are just scrambling to play Book yeah, of yeah. Concord B. <laughs> the,
0: oh, for all those non-Lutherans, oh even for the Lutherans, you know you can buy the Book of Concord for like 10 bucks from Concordia Publishing House and a little... Little uh, soft ba- uh, bound uh, common uh, print. What's the, ch- the cheap paper print? It's nice. That's yeah, a really that's handy what thing. I'm reading from actually. Carry that in your back pocket. We should give that away. <laughs> if 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 a listener wants to come on and play, book a Concord B and challenge me, then we'll send one of those books to them if they win. How about that? That is right. Now, it's about four
2: inches thick, so if you have it in your back pocket, you can sit higher.
0: <laughs> no, it's not that bad. <laughs> but but uh, 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 this is one of those big debates now in the, in the Lutheran Church, because say, look, you can't preach or teach or administer the sacraments unless you've been rightly called. So what is that rite vocatus? What is that right call? And and this is really, when you have the whole discussion of lay ministry, of alternate routes to ordination, This is this is all different ways of, Getting around Article 14 of the Augsburg Confession. One of the problems is this is a serious problem in the Lutheran Church. Is we we see we we have a tendency to see the Book of Concord as like our canon law. We we can follow it, and now we're interpreting it to see. Uh, what it allows how far we can go from it etc cetera, etc cetera. it's like the teenager asking you in youth group saying hey uh, i have a girlfriend how far can we go well as soon as you as soon as you ask that question you are in dangerous territory and this is what we do with the lutheran confession so now well, we now I know we, take, we have to now we
2: take article 14 and go now what's the, the minimum that i have to do to be right. rightly called how, how
0: far can, how far can i go and still be not being uh, uh, in trouble with article 14 with well, real question that the that the the teenager should be asking is how can i treat this gal in in holiness um and in with respect and so we with the with the book of concord article 14 how can we best keep this how can we order our practice so we are right in the center of this things instead of testing the boundaries and the edges we want to stay right in the center of it so that's my speech article four but i got it wrong you got me on that one so the final
2: score so far is uh, 400 to 600, but now, don't worry, Pastor, it's time to play uh, <laughs> Don't Forget the Stanza to Your hymn, so you might have a chance to, to catch up here. <laughs> I uh, doubt it. <laughs> this game is miserable. And, Why are we
0: playing this game again?
2: Oh, because we have a special guest, Vicar Jay Hobson from Trinity Lutheran Church in St. Joseph, Michigan, and he is going to be the singer of of the hymns today.
0: Hey, so, a canter. Uh, yeah, that's that's right. yeah, yeah. So official uh, table talk radio canting. <laughs> Except for I prefer to call the the canter, not can't can, oh, can't gotcha. Be can't. can.
3: All right, you ready to sing? That's bad. <laughs> sure, whenever you're ready. All right. To us, therefore, Christ gave command,
1: go forth and preach in every land, bestow on all my pardoning grace, who will repent and mend their ways.
2: Yeah! All right, that one was worth three points, so... Uh.
1: <laughs> he needs a softball now. Oh. <laughs>
2: no, I think round one is worth 100, so y- don't worry, Jay, you're still in the lead, 500 <laughs> to 600.
3: All right, what hymn was that, Jay? That is, Yea, As I Live Jehovah Seth, or as in the, the LSB, As Surely As I Live God Said. Ah, very good. Um, That's a great little hymn. Yeah, Who you wrote wanna- that hymn? Nicholas Herman, ah, the old Lutheran. Yeah, wow. translated by Matthias Loy. Oh, the even
0: older Lutheran. Wait, he can't be older if he translated
3: it.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Man, a Lutheran. Author. And uh, so yes. So this is talking about how the Lord desires to have the world in His kingdom. He, so here He go His word, His Spirit, and His word go forth to the salvation of souls. This is a great little mission hymn.
2: Perfect. Okay, well, are you ready for round two, then? Whoa, they're coming fast. I'm ready. All right. Jay, whenever you're ready.
1: All right. Thou sacred love, grace on us bestow, Set our hearts with heavenly fire aglow, that, with hearts united, we love each other of one mind in peace ah uh, oh, oh you oh,
0: you ended too soon of <laughs> That's one the point. of one mind, <laughs> oh, how did that last line go again of
3: one mind in peace in peace, each caring for his brother.
0: I don't know i can't remember this is a great holy uh the pentecost hymn uh, uh that's coming up here but i can't i can't think of it uh
2: oh of one mind um what did you say what was what was your entry what's your guess each love their brother no i'm sorry that's not right it is of one mind in peace with every brother
1: <laughs>
2: i'm sorry that's not gonna that's not even the last
0: line of the stanza is it
2: uh, and Did you stop in
0: the middle of the then stanza? It's, then it's Lord have Lord mercy. Lord have mercy, yeah. Lord have mercy. That's the easy part. Yeah, I can't give you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. Okay, well.
2: Uh, oh, we, that yeah. was
0: awfully close. <laughs>
2: You'll have one more chance uh, with one more round of don't forget the stanzas to your hymns, and then we're gonna play the predictable pastor and the predictable vicar, and uh, we'll see how good I am at guessing what their response are gonna be. Don't where the good
1: people go. I've been changing channels, I don't see them on the TV show. Did you expect from a vicar? You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. What a glorious feeling! I'm happy again. I'm laughing at
2: <laughs> Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Hey, you could probably get that one right. What's the next line? (laughs) Before we uh, play this last round, don't forget the stanzas to your hymns. I do want to tell you, for those of you listening to Table Talk Radio on the radio, uh, I want to encourage you to listen tonight, June 6th. Uh, on piratechristianradio.com, we're having a live table scraps live, and we're talking with a Methodist professor as he gives his arguments for women's ordination. This is going to be 8 o'clock tonight, Central Time, on piratechristianradio.com. Uh, so Professor Larry Anderson of Central Christian College of McPherson, Kansas, will be on, and he's going to give us his arguments for women's ordination. And you will have the opportunity to call in and and ask him questions, whatever questions you want concerning women's ordination so pirate dot radio.com tonight at eight central time we are i'll be there you'll be there all right uh we are playing uh don't forget the stanzas to your hymn and we have vicar J. hobson you know the
0: troublesome word about that name of this game is just the word don't you know that's really what gives me all the grief don't forget the stanzas <laughs> if this was forget the stanzas you'd be you'd be a winner i'd be a
2: pro all right, uh, Vicar Jay Hobson of Trinity Lutheran Church in Saint Joseph, Michigan, is is here, and he is leading today's show with five hundred table talk, or excuse me, six hundred table talk radio points to five hundred. But Pastor has one more round, so it all oh, comes down this to this. It. Oh, and uh, this is worth three hundred points. So, uh, Jay, whenever you're ready.
3: All righty, here we go.
1: Thy kingdom come, thine let it be. In time and in eternity Let thy good spirit Ere Our hearts with graces To supply Break Satan's power Defeat his rage Preserve thy
0: church From age to age oh, I should have told
2: you I should have told you To uh, not do a Luther <laughs> hymn He'll nail <laughs> That's okay, good. It 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 a Good. gives us a chance to talk about a Luther
3: hymn, though. Now, so that's a good thing. <laughs>
2: I know. Our, our goals are different. You want to find good hymns to talk about. I just want to see him lose. <laughs> that's <right>. so,
0: <laughs> You guys are not on the same page. <laughs> oh, All right. Congratulations, yeah.
2: Pastor. Okay, since you nailed this, why don't you tell us a little bit about this Luther hymn, Luther "Our Father, Luther Thou in Heaven Above."
0: This is the great Lord's Prayer hymn from Luther. So there's nine stanzas in there: the introduction and the conclusion, the Amen, and then one stanza for each petition of the Lord's Prayer. And this is then, uh, "Thy Kingdom come," the uh, the second petition of the Lord's Prayer. Uh, the, again, uh, this is a great missionary stanza: that, that the Lord's um, the Lord's Kingdom would come among us; that the the will of the devil would come to nothing; that the Lord would preserve His Church. Uh, etc. So this is a, a simply a marvelous uh, little hymn. It's a great way to learn uh, the Lord's Prayer, is to learn this hymn. Yes,
2: I, lo- I want to read the sixth stanza uh, concerning the fifth petition. Forgive our sins, Lord, we implore, remove us from their burdens sore. Uh, as we their trespasses forgive, who b- who by offenses us do grieve. Thus let us dwell in charity and serve our brother willingly. Uh, that's a great, a nice little stanza on the fifth petition.
0: Yeah, they're all great. Remember, the Lord's Prayer has two parts, just like the Ten Commandments. The first three commandments have to do with us and God. The last seven commandments have to do with us and our neighbor. And this same sort of thing in the Lord's Prayer, the first three petitions have to do with the things that are God's, the the, Thy petitions, Thy name, uh, Thy kingdom, Thy will. And then you have the Us or the Our petitions, uh, Our daily bread, Our forgiveness, Our uh, leading not or our leading uh, and our deliverance so that um, you have this kind of double thing in the Lord's Prayer that we're praying for the things that are God's to be given to us and then we're praying the things that we need that the Lord would give the, us those things also.
2: Hey, very good. Now let's play uh, first a predictable vicar and then we'll play the predictable pastor. A new game already? you got to uh, figure
0: out how to get points for yourself.
2: You, this, oh, no. I, I am a servant of my, of, of my brothers and so I, I am just here to <laughs> bestow points to you in their richness. <laughs> um, right. how this I can't game wait to tell
0: you in a few minutes what the points are worth. <laughs> You're going wait to make me thank day. my
2: services for not. Um, but uh, how this game works is we're going to play a, a clip of something, and uh, we'll send it first to the vicar and then, and then a different one to the pastor. But what I'm doing is I'm uh, writing down and guessing what they're going to say, what the response will be. And this is how I get points, don't I? Don't I get points based on how many I get right?
0: Right, and so you do get points on this game,
2: and so you uh, only get points. Yeah, Th- this is why I like this game so much. You alone. <laughs> All right, uh, so Jay, I have a news article on speaking in tongues, and a docu- <laughs> and a documentary on being uh, on being on pro choice. So, which would you like?
3: Um, this is the, the pro choice one.
2: All right, uh, here it is. This is a documentary called Lake of Fire.
1: There ought to be a consistency of people who are pro-life. It's, there was a man named Cardinal Joseph Bernadine of Chicago. He's now dead.
0: He came up with a phrase that I always liked. It was called the seamless garment. If you're pro-life, he said, you ought to be against capital punishment. You ought to be against war. You ought to, Obviously, you ought to be against stocking up and manufacturing weapons of war. And... You ought to be against the kind of politics and the kind of administration that creates and sustains and increases poverty because the people who are poor, their lives are severely diminished. I like that theory. Uh, not all pro-lifers agree with that.
2: All right, that's it. Uh, Jay, uh, any responses to this?
3: <laughs> all right. <laughs> there's a, there's a, so he's, he's saying that it should be against war, against uh punishment uh, against stocking up weapons of war
2: right he's saying there's a contradiction of those who are pro-life because they're against abortion but yet they're okay with all these things that he he named
3: i see i see well (laughs) (laughs) i where to begin speechless i am a little bit um where to (laughs) um you know punishment uh certainly uh Sorry, I'm looking for words, and I'm not finding any right <laughs> you now. You want to
2: defer to pastor? And I think can... that would be a good idea. Okay, yeah. we'll defer to pastor, then he'll get the next one. Uh, pastor Wolfman, what do you think about this news
0: clip? Uh, do you have under the predictable pastor utter rubbish? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I <did>. <laughs> <laughs> this is just, This is, I mean, what an absolutely monstrous misuse of logic. So you're pro-life, so that means you ought to be uh, you don't think you should kill babies in the womb, but it also means that you shouldn't uh, uh, have bombs or uh, you should support the poor and all this sort of stuff. This is just, Look, I mean, it's one thing to say the government should not allow one person to kill someone else. It's another thing to say that the government should feed everybody. I mean, it, what? It's uh, when we say that we're pro-life, we are against people... Uh, murdering other people, and you have, and to be against something like that, you have to have things to be against it with, like prisons and jails and stuff like that. I mean, it, it, it's all a part of one point that that the government uh, is has has as its role and responsibility, according to natural law, the the proprium to protect life. And to protect life, that's in fact what an army does. It protects the life of the people in the country. it's a uh, It's what justice does. It means if someone comes along and 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 smacks me in the face, I should take him to court and tell him he shouldn't smack me in the face anymore. just like I can tell the guy he shouldn't also kill babies in the womb. So, that to, 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 to deny the, I, the, the system which enforces justice under the guise that uh, uh, it's not pro life because it punishes people is, is the most ridiculous and upside down uh, uh, piece of logic uh, that you could possibly make. The, the same mechanism that punishes the man for killing someone in the womb is the mechanism that protects the citizens and goes to war, etc., etc. Let's talk about justice. Ugh, I didn't
2: get anything. Okay, so I had uh, Sixth Commandment and Fifth Commandment. I thought you might bring up either of those. Um, and then I thought you would talk about, I guess you maybe talk about this in an indirect way, the right-hand kingdom versus the left-hand kingdom. Mm-hmm. And then whenever you respond, I always put et cetera, et cetera down, just because oh. you say it all the time. So I thought uh. I'd get... But, but the one thing that I wrote down that, that was my instant response to this guy is that he's saying if one is pro-life, then they should also be against... Um, war, and they should also be against uh, murder and all these things, uh, storing up weapons, then the logic would follow that if you're then for abortion, that means you should be for war, for people storing up uh, guns and all these things. And so, I mean, his own logic is falling uh, apart on him because yeah. he's not it for all these things. So. Yeah, of course not. Oh, that's great. That's classic. That, <laughs> so, I really love it. All right. That's nice. Well, believe it or not, we're almost out of time. So we're going to play the last round of Predictable Vicar, Uh, On the extended version of Table Talk Radio, that's only available on our website. So if you're listening to this on the radio, go to tabletalkradio.org and find Show 101 to hear the extended version of Table Talk Radio. And uh, you can hear uh, Jay's final response then uh, on uh, the Predictable Vicar on this uh, news clip about speaking in tongues Uh, This ought to be pretty good. (laughs) All right. So one more time before we close out, I want to remind you about Table Scraps live tonight uh, on uh, June the 6th on PirateChristianRadio.com. It starts at 8 p.m. Central Time, and we're talking to Professor Larry Anderson of Central Christian College about women's ordination, giving his arguments for women's ordination, and you, the caller, can call in uh, and ask him a question live. Uh, we also uh, encourage you just to send us your comments and questions about Table Talk Radio at 866-851-5523 or questions at org. Thank you all
0: for listening to Table Talk Radio, where the points are like a self-help book
1: titled How to Read. <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. Send your questions to question at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message 866-851-5523. Be sure to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.